we talked about like, what are some things that are some challenges for you? And what are, how are you feeling about this and that? And we actually talked about church and they talked about it. They said, no, like each one of them individually spoke their feelings and every one of them, interestingly enough, had different feelings about it. And they were able to express that. And we heard them and, and we talked about it with them. And Tomorrow marks exactly one month home from Columbia. From Columbia with these kids. Yeah, it's going fast. It's pretty crazy. We are excited to be able to be back and ready to share some more on this week. We spent some time preparing for this podcast and just reflecting back on the week. And man, every week is power-packed, action-packed. Yeah, there's a lot that can happen in a week, especially, I guess, when you're in a new country and a new family. But it has been fantastic. So we get a lot of questions on like, what's been the hardest? What's been the best? Like, what's, what's it like? And I would say, for me at least, this month has been one of my favorite months of my life. And the reason why is you think of when you have a new baby and it's just new and it's exciting and your whole world kind of evolves around that and and you're really focused on that and you're so excited to be able to see that baby when you come home from work or when you wake up in the morning or whatever it may be. Take that and times it by like 10 And that's kind of like what it is for us right now. In addition to that, with those kids, when you have a baby, you think of, oh, I can't wait until we can, you know, name that thing, go driving with them or take them fishing or go to their soccer game or whatever it may be. And with these kids, we get them home and we do all of that in the same week. (laughs) And so you have this amazing new baby feel times 10, Plus, you get to do all of these new, amazing, fun things with them that you don't have to wait 17 years to get to do. So that's how I describe it for me. That is true. So this week, one of the cool things that we got to experience was having John's birthday and also Thanksgiving. So John turned 17 on Wednesday, and we had a kind of a lot of anticipation, I guess, for his birthday. And he was so, so sweet and cute. And there were a couple of things that he wanted that he asked for for his birthday and so it was fun to just be able to like go and plan for his party we kind of planned it was it was the day before thanksgiving so one nice thing was that he didn't have school on his birthday and we were able to spend the whole day celebrating and they have been asking um been wanting to take karate because one of our boys takes karate and so they have been with me to drop drop ridge off at karate and they were really interested in it and wanting to try it so on wednesday morning I signed up all the kids that wanted to, to go to this karate class and try it out. And it was really fun taking him in there and letting him try that and experience that. And then afterwards we went to this Latino market place to get a pinata and some things to celebrate his birthday. And that was really fun too. Tool tells about the market. Oh, at the marketplace, it was kind of funny when we were in there, um, you know, the kids were kind of looking at everything and picking some things and we were trying to explain to the the man at the cash register. I, I told John to ask him for the spice that we wanted to find for this mill that John was wanting to cook. 
And so John was asking him and he didn't really understand. So I was trying to help too. And so like, so obviously they were talking in Spanish. So when I tried to help and to describe what we were looking for, I was trying to speak in Spanish too. And the guy just like looks at me and he's like, I speak English too. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good. And so I told him in English, you know, what we were looking for. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, let me help you find it. And he helped us find it. And then he, and then we went back up to the register and like the kids were all wanting like different little things and stuff. And so I was telling them, you know, what they could get and what they couldn't get, what they had to put back and everything. And he was just kind of like looking at me and he's like, how do you know these kids? Or yeah, how, how do you know these kids? And I'm like, these are my kids. And he's like, what? And he's like, foster care and I was like I said no we just adopted him from Colombia and he like looks at me and he was just had like this surprised shocked look on his face like what in the world and he was like and you don't even speak Spanish and I was like no I'm like luckily my husband does and he was just like okay and he just looked at me like you are so crazy (laughs) I think we get that look a lot on what are you doing you are so crazy But in a way, I'd say we are kind of crazy, but man, it has been such a cool experience thus far. Thanksgiving was a ton of fun. Um, We had all of Andrea's family here, including some extended family. We also had um, some friends here that um, live in a part like the side of our house. We have a little rental thing and that family lives there. And so they came and spent Thanksgiving with us, which was super fun. And this was the first uh, Thanksgiving for the kids. I will say that leading up to it, and we were telling them that we're going to have a lot of people here. They really were pretty open and saying like, no more visitors. Like we don't want to meet anybody else. And just, just like the back story to that is that every weekend since we've been home, we've had, you know, like different family come and visitors stop by. And so the weekend before Thanksgiving, we had some family come and stop by and visit. And so just during like, and then we prepped him that, you know, we said, okay, like on Monday night, we were telling him this weekend, we're going to have a lot more family come. And so they were kind of just like, no, like no more family, like we're done. We we don't want to meet any more people because it's just a little overwhelming because, you know, most of the people they meet don't speak Spanish and are so excited to see him and want to speak in English and are just so excited. And they kind of just, you know, have like no clue who they are, what they're saying. And so it gets a little tiresome for them. How many people did we have here at the house? I think there was like 43 of us. 43? Mm-hmm. Not including our 11? Or our no, 13? Including us. No, I swear we had more people <laughs> than that. There was a lot of people here, but it was um, it was a good experience. Uh, we had all of the food out, and I thought, I thought they were going to like the food. And so we blessed the meal, and everybody was getting their food. And we had, uh, everybody had assigned seating. How you did that, that was amazing. But everybody had a little name tag at their plate, and the Colombian kids did not want to sit at the table. And so... They went through, and with all of this food, I saw that Sandra got an apple. It was the only thing she got, apple slices. Well, well yeah, at first they actually didn't want to even, like, get their plates. Yeah, like, she didn't. just grabbed an apple, and they went and sat on the stairs, and they were just, like, sitting on the stairs watching everybody. And so they did go and get their plates, and Sandra put some apple slices on her plate. I saw that John got only turkey, so he loaded his plate up with Turkey, nothing else, no gravy, nothing, just just turkey. And I don't think Hiro got anything, did he? 
I didn't ever see Jairo get anything, but Rocio got a big thing of mashed potatoes. Yep, Rocio liked the mashed potatoes. So they went and sat on the stairs, watched everybody eat, ate their, their dinner, and then they disappeared to their rooms after that. Yeah, it was kind of funny. We we had a great Thanksgiving, but yeah, they were very social. And also, like, there were people I really wanted to introduce them to, but didn't even really get the chance to because they just kind of would, like, slip away and, and go, you know, to quiet rooms in the house. But after Thanksgiving dinner and everything kind of settled down and, and people started to leave, they emerged and they actually dug into the food and went back through and were eating a lot of the different foods and actually liked it then. Trying I, different things. Yeah, I think it was a lot of just a lot of new faces and a lot of people and they needed they needed their space. Yeah, but it worked out it worked out good and I think that it was fine. It was, yep. That night we had snowflakes show up. And so the kids liked that and I anticipated that the next morning there was going to be snow. I will say it was a little anticlimactic because we woke up and there was about six inches of snow on the ground and it was all, you know, it was in the trees. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Wet, heavy, great snow. Yep, beautiful snow, great for snow, great for making snowmen or whatever it may be. And it was a little anticlimactic. You want to tell about their their yeah. snow? Well, I think Brady and I had more like expectation and anticipation for their first snow than they did because we were like so excited. And Brady was like, "Hey, we got to film this. We got it's going to be so awesome. Like, make sure you know he had to leave, so he was saying like, make sure you get." like pictures and film of the first time they see the snow and everything. So when the kids got up, I was like taking pictures and filming them and they were just kind of like looking at the snow <laughs> and like, then I said, you know, let's get our snow stuff on and let's go out. And all the other kids were like, yeah, it's okay. And they were so excited. So everybody puts on their snow stuff and we go out there and the, you know, like Willow and Livy and Mason and Cooper and Ridge, they're all kind of just like going crazy in the snow, start like building snow forts and stuff. And, the other kids just look at him. They're just watching. They just, like, don't really know for sure what to do. Like, Jairo was actually the first one to kind of, like, figure it out. Like, he started making snowballs and throwing snowballs at Ridge. And then, um, like, John and Rocio were just kind of, like, looking at it. And, like, they would kind of, like, kick it with their boots and, like, just watch what everybody else was get doing. Get a handful of it they and kind of throw it They get a handful and kind of, like, toss it up. But they wouldn't, like, pack it together like a snowball. They were just kind of trying to, like figure it out and then they were they didn't really want to play in it so they went back in the house Hiro loved it and stayed out there and started building snowmen and started building a fort and he he liked it like really quickly and then it was really funny because Sandra like she's so cute she doesn't like to like try new things and experience, experience new things in front of people I don't think she would rather like do it on her own so she totally waited until everybody else came in and then she just went and like snuck out the back door and was like had her own little little time in little the snow, snow party so, so it was kind of funny but then um so we all came in and had breakfast and ate and everything and then we told them we would take them sledding and that was kind of funny too because um well by this time they had all had their snow clothes on took them off came inside and they were kind of settled in and that's yeah. when I got in and uh, I was like all right let's go sledding and they were like they did not, not having it in fact I think we had to wake two of them up from a nap didn't we yeah I went downstairs and woke up Sandra Jairo and Rocio had 
climbed back in Sandra's bed and all three of them were just in there sleeping. And I went and woke them up and I was like, come on guys, like dad's back. We're going to go sledding now. And they were not, not having it. And like Rocio actually started bawling and she was like, I do not want to go. And I was trying to tell her like, it'll be fun, you know, like muy divertido and stuff. And she's just like looking at me like crazy crazy. lady. She's like, no, I said, I'm not going. And I'm like, come on, you can't miss it. You need, you know, like get on your boots and I go get her snow stuff. And she was not too happy about it, but in true none of them, fashion, she Yeah, none through. of them were super happy about it, but I told them, I said, all right, guys, like this is going to be a family activity. We're going to go sledding, and I tried to explain what that entailed, and I said, look, even if you don't want to go, I am going to ask you to go at least one time. You have to experience this one time. If you don't like it, you never have to go again, but everybody needs to go on this one, so reluctantly everybody put their stuff on and we drove over to the sledding hill all the other kids were way excited we got out and the kids went and started sledding and all the Colombian kids are kind of looking at it like i don't know but little by little they started seeing the other kids going down the hill and they thought yeah i'm gonna try it and after a while the Colombian kids were loving it more than any of the kids on the entire so much fun they were and they were so cute like they were like taking off, they were like getting hot from hiking up and down the hill. So they were like taking off their gloves and taking off their coats and the snow was so wet. They were like soaking wet and they didn't even care. They just kept going and going. And the other funny thing was that by that point, there was like no snow left on the hill. It was basically just like slushy. like slushy snow with mud and grass and they were just going down anyway. They were loving it. It was super fun. It was way fun and they'd start doing trains and then they were hitting jumps and I would say the Colombian kids were the most aggressive out of all of the kids. <laughs> like they were all in. They totally loved it. And so by the time it was time to leave, we're like, all right, time to go, guys. The Colombian kids still wanted to keep going. They wanted to keep uh, keep sliding down the hill. So I'd say it was a success. Yeah, it totally was a success because we didn't have any broken bones or anything. So that was really good. I was a little worried about that with the way they were hitting the jumps. So one thing that we've had to navigate through this week is our two older kids at their school, they got issued a laptop. And when they issued the laptop, we signed a form that said we wanted the laptops to stay at the school, that we didn't allow them to bring them home. Lo and behold, though, since day one, they've brought laptops and there's been access to internet at our house because they have the Wi-Fi password. They're connected to the laptop. And that's been a little controversial. So we've had to work through that. And I'd say today was a good day in working through that. You want to share about that? Sure. Well, I think, um, you know, like we just, yeah, it's a little hard to decide like what to do because we initially had signed the thing saying like we didn't want them to bring the laptops home. And our reason for that is just because, you know, as we um, learned in Colombia, the, the Colombian authorities asked us to not give them personal electronic devices or at least not let them have access to um, social media, things like, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So anyway, that was our reasoning behind that. And when they started bringing bringing these laptops home, like it's just been kind of a little concerned because they have they can get on YouTube and just all this different stuff. They they take them in their rooms. They take them in their rooms. They've been taking you know they bring them to breakfast in the morning and pop them open when we're trying to have breakfast. And there's all this you know just noise going on from the laptop. So it's just been a little controversial, and we've had to figure out what to do and how to work through that and. 
um, you know, and just give them the same rules that our other kids have where like, we don't have laptops in our rooms. Like we have to come out, you know, we have to be in the family areas when we use those. And so I, I would say how we approached this was Andrea and I talked about it and we thought, how's the best way? Like, what are the rules? What are the expectations? And we just sat down and talked to them and we asked them about their laptops and we reminded them about what the authorities in Colombia had talked about. And they gave a little bit of pushback on that. And they said, no, they said we couldn't have cell phones. They didn't say anything about a laptop. And we just talked through it. And I said, look, guys, I don't want to take your laptop away. I'm not going to take your laptop away. You guys absolutely can use those. And that's okay. Like that's your your laptop. But I said, tell, I'd like to talk to you about what you think should be some good guidelines and some good rules around that. And you guys get to set those. And so we gave them the opportunity to give feedback. And ironically enough, they like put more strict rules around it than I was even going to, but I just went ahead and went with it. But it was awesome because I think they knew in that moment that this wasn't just like, parents mandating, hey, you can't do this and you have to do that. It was more of just saying, look, like together, let's figure out what a good solution would be on this. And and we want to know what you guys feel like is best. And that actually opened up a lot of dialogue for a lot of other conversation that we had tonight, just about a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, I would say it was a good, a good conversation tonight. We we're able to talk to him about church and stuff, because that's been like a little it's been okay, but like a little rocky just because the, the expectations and not knowing, you know, like how they're feeling about things. And, um, so we were able to talk about that a little bit tonight as well, which was positive. Yeah. Church was unique today because when we got to church, um, in, in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's really two meetings that happen every Sunday. One would be a sacrament meeting where the entire family goes. And then after that, there's a meeting where you break off into classes. And so age appropriate, you know, classes. So the kids have actually done really well in sacrament, but they really don't like the individual classes that you break off into. And they always get pushback on that. Today, when we got to church, um, I was there and the boys were there and all our other boys were are, are at the age where they participate and prepare actually an important part of the first meeting, which is the sacrament. And so they prepare bread and water to partake of the sacrament. John and Hiro came up to me and when the boys were preparing it and they said, hey, we, we really want to pass the sacrament too, like they see their brothers doing. And I said, that's awesome. I'll talk with you guys today about what that entails and what one needs to do to prepare to ultimately take the sacrament. And I thought that's super cool that they like went out of their way, came up to me and asked if they could participate in preparing that. So I was kind of, I was happy about that. After sacrament, however, when we were going to classes, um, John in particular, he's in a class that I'm in. And I said, hey, let's let's go in here. I mean, we're right in front of the door. And he said, no, I'm not going today. And John, like, he's not, I would not consider him defiant like Rocio, but, but he's 17 and, you know, like he, kind of knows what he likes and what he doesn't like. And he, by all means, did not want to go to class. And I said, no, it's all right. Like, you know, your friends are in here and we can like, come on in, I'll sit by you and it's going to work out. And like in that moment, he looked at me and he's like, 
he's what did he how did he say it he said um, no i don't i don't want to go to this class he said in my religion we don't go to this class and i'm not going to go and i'm like i i could tell right then it's like don't push this and i said hey no problem you're welcome to do whatever you'd like during this time and i said i'm going to i'm going to head in but you're welcome to do whatever you'd like and you know i left and it wasn't it wasn't like confrontational by any means but it was definitely like a line in the sand that he had drawn and so after the class i i got out and i was walking to another meeting and i didn't see him anywhere i thought he'd just be sitting out on the couch or something and like just kind of walking around the hall and he actually went with mason to willow's class which made no sense whatsoever how that happened. He and Mason went to Willow's Nate Mason's our nine-year-old, Willow's six, John's 17, and somehow Mason and John ended up in our six-year-old's primary class, which, hey, whatever works, right? But everybody was happy, and uh, but that actually opened up an opportunity tonight to have some dialogue with the kids. We sat all four of them down, and it was just the Columbian kids, and just asked them how they're doing and... We just expressed appreciation and, and told them, um, you know, them. how great they're doing and how proud of them that we are. But we talked about like, what are some things that are some challenges for you? And what are, how are you feeling about this and that? And we actually talked about church and they talked about it. They said, no, like each one of them individually spoke their feelings and every one of them, interestingly enough, had different feelings about it. And they were able to express that. And we heard them and, and we talked about it with them. And I think it was super helpful. But in the end, we, we told them, we said, look, guys, we, we really by design have not gone into great detail about the beliefs and like the doctrines and the beliefs of our faith. And um, we, we believe wholeheartedly in free agency and we want you guys to 100% do what you feel is comfortable and what you feel is right. And we said, you know, it's been a couple of months since you've been going to church. Do you want to learn more about this and about the beliefs? And we went individually and all four of them had an like different and distinct answer, <laughs> I would say, which was awesome because they're all individuals. And so we uh, we talked about that with each one of them and they all felt heard and I felt like I heard them. And I'd say it was a positive experience overall. Yeah, they're awesome. They're great kids. And it's good always just to like, even, even for just for Brady and I's sake to have those conversations because it just kind of like, clears up, you know, maybe some anxiety or some like conflicting feelings that we have over, you know, like, well, are we doing the right thing? What should we do? And just kind of helps us all be on the same page that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what else do you want to talk about this week? Oh, let's see. What are the, some of the other things? I did take him to go get a Christmas tree. Yeah, that was great. Um, let's see. Oh, one thing that I think that we, um, have have recognized and had to kind of like work through with our some of our kids this week is that sometimes when you know the Colombian kids start speaking Spanish and laughing and we're like doing something or you know like one of the kids is telling me something or saying something and then they like burst out in laughter and you know say something that we can't understand in Spanish like my kids will be like oh they're like just making fun of me it's not just the kids it's all of us yeah it's not just the kids it's all of us like there are just times when you're like, hey, are you are you like mocking me or making fun of me? So one thing that we have had to work on is just like, you know, being 
just not being offended, I guess, just being, um, open to knowing that, Hey, you know what, just because they're laughing or whatever, like, it doesn't mean they're talking about you or it doesn't mean they're talking about me. Like they're just, you know, like just being able to like, let that roll off your back and not get well, offended. And re- reverse the roles. You know, we've all had situations where we've been around somebody, a group of people or two people that are speaking a different language and they're just going back and forth, back and forth. And then they start laughing. You immediately think that they're talking about you or that they're making fun of you or that they're mocking you. And in this situation with our Colombian kids, they, um, they will do that. Like they'll be talking or they'll just be, you know, listening to us. And then they'll say something that maybe you hear, maybe you don't hear. And then they'll just start laughing and you naturally are thinking that they're mocking you or that they're making fun of you. And so we've had to talk about that with our kids, but also just even Andrea and I, and know like that they're not making fun of us. And even if they are in their own way, like it's not in a mean intent by any means. And so that's been like something that we've really had to be conscientious of, of just not taking offense. And it's not just when they laugh, but I would also say like they say things that, you could easily be offended by, especially the youngest one says things that you could just really easily be offended by. Yeah. And it goes the other direction as well, because sometimes, you know, like we forget that they don't know English. And so we'll just be going off on some conversation or laughing about something. And I'm sure that like they feel the same way. And so it's just a good reminder to, you know, just like explain things, include everybody, just that kind of stuff. Well, and that's one thing that came out in our conversation today where they talked about um, how nice it is when there's somebody in their class, say at church or at school, that like explains what's going on. And you don't have to translate word for word, but a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll just have my phone and just like translate it over to them on what the topic is, on what people are saying or give kind of an idea that way. Yeah. And then um, one thing too that we talked about with them a lot tonight was learning English, which is still just a really funny thing because they're still not super excited about it, all of them, but just like knowing that that is something, you know, tonight when we were asking them like what things they want to do and they were saying, you know, I want to take this class. I want to be in karate. I want to take piano. I want to do soccer. And even cute hire was like, I want to play, be on a hockey team. And you know, like one of the things that I had to remind was like, and we're also all doing English lessons and we're going to like start, you know, getting serious about that and studying it. And it's just kind of funny to see the, that there's still like resistance there, but I think it's also because, you know, we're like, there's, they've gotten so comfortable here that they don't necessarily feel like, like it's urgent or like they have to learn it right now. Yeah, and and that's correct. I mean, they've got all four of them and then they have me that like most of their needs are met. They really don't have to learn English, which is kind of a concern. But as I've pondered that and as I shared yesterday, I took what, six of the kids, three of the Columbia kids, six kids in total. We drove three hours up to Idaho to get a Christmas tree and three hours home. And so it gave us a lot of windshield time and it was an opportunity to just really talk to them um, and not like, you know, parents speaking to their child, but it was more just conversational because they were asking me a lot of questions and we were just visiting. 
and I talk to them about free agency and about how something that is such a blessing for them is they're in a position that they get to choose. They truly get to choose. And they were asking, interestingly enough, about money and was asking like, so there was a FedEx truck in front of us and John has been curious about investing because he knows that's what I do for a job. And he said, can I invest in FedEx? Can I buy like stock in FedEx? I said, absolutely you can. And um, we have a little bank account open for him. And I said, I'll help you and I'll show you how to buy some shares of FedEx. And so that caused um, that conversation around like, guys, you, you guys get to choose like what you do with your money and you choose if you want to earn money and you choose what you get to do with that money when you earn that money and you can save it, you can invest it, you can spend it. But ultimately, like that's your guys's choice on what you do with that. And I said that the same goes for your career, the same goes for your family, like ultimately you guys get to make those decisions. And that's a foreign concept for them because their entire lives have been, like they have been told what they are going to do. They were in six different foster homes and never once did they necessarily have a say in going to be in a star to family services and saying, I, I want to be in a different foster home or I'd like to go and do this or take that. Like they really don't. And so they've never had a, a life where they get to ultimately choose. And so it comes back to making this connection with them learning English to where Sandra has continued to be vocal and saying, I want to be a, an abogado. I want to be an attorney for women. I want to help women. And she is really passionate about that because she said, it's just a really tough situation in Colombia. And I said, it's a tough situation here too. And I said, but do you, you recognize that your ability to accomplish that goal is largely dependent on your ability to learn English right now? And like the light turned on for in that to where she recognizes this isn't like mom and dad just nagging me to learn English, but it's more so about her accomplishing her goals, her mission, her vision in her own life and the connection on what has to actually happen for her to be able to do that. And so... Those are the type of conversations that we're having and they're actually super receptive to it. And, you know, the same goes for religion or faith and, you know, school, etc. So it's been a good week overall. It has been a good week. So um, it's been a good, great month and excited to see just like where it goes and um, really excited to go through the holiday season of Christmas with them. I think that's going to be a great time and a time where we can um, dive in a little more into, you know, like what they celebrate Christmas, how they celebrate it, and just revamping our our family traditions of Christmas as well. It was funny. We were in the car yesterday and kind of flipping through the radio stations and listening to different types of genres of music, like country music. And we came to a rock station and there was a couple of songs on there that Brinley and I really liked, um, just classic rock. And so we were kind of jamming out to these and Sandra said, like, this, I said, I said, have you ever heard this music? And they're like, no, we've never heard this. And they said, this type of music is like the only music that we've heard here that is actually happy. And I actually think it was like an ACDC song, which wasn't traditionally like happy, but the beat they really liked. And they said, all of the music here is just 
really sad, but finally, this is actually some happy music. And it made me reflect back to Andrea and I talking about how much we love Spanish music because it's so happy, right? Like it's just mm -hmm. a happy, joyous, like fun music. And she's right. Most of the music here is not like that. In fact, we were listening she to a country, right. a country song and she's like, translate like what they're saying <laughs> seriously it was one of those like my dog died and there's tears in my beers and you know things like that i've tried to translate it she's like this is feo this is ugly <laughs> like yeah well it's an acquired taste i guess <laughs> so it's kind of fun to see see them picking up on some of that stuff i will say they are starting to understand english a lot more and I was testing them tonight and saying phrases and saying, all right, what am, what am I, what do I say? And I'll say it and then they have to translate it. And I would say they're picking up on it pretty dang good. They're not talking it, but they, they are, are they are understanding. For sure. Yeah, they are. Good. Okay. Well, I guess until next week, that'll be it for today. Yeah, that was a good week. Excited for this upcoming week as well. I will say that, you know, like tonight we've only talked about our Columbia kids. Like we've we've got seven other kids and like this this has taken a toll on those other seven kids for sure. I mean, each one of them individually, you know, we've talked about and there's there's just um you know, there there's sacrifice across the board and so we're very cognizant of their needs and of them individually and as a group as a whole. And so even though we aren't talking about them as much on our on our podcast, we're very much aware of them and their needs. And we're having some very tender experiences with them as well as we process and go through this new expedition together. Yes, true story. They're all great, amazing kids. We're yeah. lucky that we have them. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great to catch up. Until next time.